0: Delaware State of the Arts. I'm Andy Truscott. My guest today is Kate Ransom, the artistic director of the Seraphin Ensemble and the president and CEO of the Music School of Delaware. Seraphin Ensemble or the Seraphins is a group of internationally acclaimed performing artists, string, wind, brass, piano and vocalists, devoted to collaborative chamber music performances of repertoire for up to 8 players. The ensemble evolved from the former Seraphin String Quartet and continues the nearly two-decade-long Seraphin legacy of passionate commitment to presenting exceptional performances of small ensemble repertoire. The Music School of Delaware, founded in 1924, is the only statewide accredited community music school in the nation, serving residents of Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. A community resource open to the public, the music school employs nearly 90 expert educators and offers standard-setting instructional programs for people of all ages and abilities. In addition, over 100 public performances each year, many of them free, offer opportunities to enjoy outstanding music and a variety of styles and genres. Kate, you lead two huge organizations that do some great work here in the community. Uh, I would love it if you'd share a little bit with us about how you started in those organizations to begin with and how you think they work together really well.
1: Well, thanks, Andy. It's great to be back on State of the Arts. Well, I've been at the Music School of Delaware now. This is my 23rd year. So I came to Delaware to to lead that organization in 1999. And at that point, um, I had been working in higher education, but it was really quite thrilling. And, and it has been incredibly rewarding to work in community music education in the community arts world especially in this area which is uh, the Wilmington and and the state of Delaware and our region is an extremely arts rich place and uh, I've come to view Delaware as really an arts and culture destination that is not recognized as it should be as an arts and culture destination and so um, some of the work that I've done with all my organizations and all the partners that I've worked with over a couple of decades is uh, to promote that uh, about Delaware, to help it be seen not only be an arts and culture destination. The music school is about to celebrate its centennial in a few years. And so I've only been part of it for about a quarter of its history. But it has a rich and stellar heritage, which started back in the 1920s. And the standard of excellence of the teaching was established at the outset and the concept of being for everyone. So it's a very, very special place.
0: As we think about Music School of Delaware, it is not quite literally a daytime school that individuals go to. So it is an after-school activity or a weekend activity. And to your point, we're not only looking at um, students under the age of 18, correct? We're looking at ages of all kinds. And so for someone in the general public, this is an opportunity to further hone their skills in any kind of um, difficulty. I'm assuming from beginner to intermediate to advanced.
1: The breadth of what the Music School of Delaware offers is really breathtaking. Great. Uh, It is for people of all ages and abilities. We have over 350 adults enrolled. We also have a very, very robust early childhood music program, including uh, classes at both of our our main branches in Wilmington and Milford but also at numerous, probably around 20 this year, outreach locations where we partner with schools. Through that whole early childhood program, we reach over a thousand children with weekly music instruction. And often we're doing that in their neighborhoods, at their schools, uh, where there are not the same level of barriers To access. So, this is a huge commitment of the school to be truly for everyone. We serve people with all manner of special circumstances uh, on the autism spectrum, or we've had students who are blind. We've had, uh, we help people who have Alzheimer's and provide outreach music therapy programs, for example, at the Mary Campbell Center. So it's really quite amazing. Our Melody program is what we call an El Sistema model, which started in South America for inner-city youth who probably would not have these experiences in the quality of music instruction. But that music instruction in the after-school program, four days a week, which we we call ours, Melody, it is an enrichment program too. So there's homework help and other kinds of supports for. Uh, that group of children so from that to you know hosting the seraphin summer music festival each june which is uh, you know wonderful world class chamber musicians from all over the world who mostly they're residing in the united states now but they come to delaware for several weeks in june And we give about nine performances in Wilmington and Lewis. So that range of what the music school offers is really quite amazing.
0: And I'm seeing here, even on your website, as we look at the events tab on Music School of Delaware, events or performances by faculty, alumni and friends. We have ensembles that are based within the music school, as you mentioned, the Seraphins, Um, Studio rock for rock, jazz, and folk, some cultural crossroads which celebrate the rich musical diversity of the world and the community, your Suzuki Academy events which focus on regionally recognized showcases of violin, viola, and cello, and then your own student performances which I think is always so important for students to be able to present and perform what they're learning um, so that we can watch over time the growth that they're, they're exhibiting. Do you have a favorite example or moment in your 25 years there at the music school of a time where music has really uh, enhanced or blossomed a a child or student?
1: I think that uh, the Music School of Delaware helps enhance and uh, for children and uh, adults to blossom throughout their lives. So we see story after story, child after child, person after person who just is enriched and uplifted by the experience that they have with their teacher, with their ensemble at the music school, on the stage. All these experiences are, of course, embraced voluntarily by the people who tap the school as their music resource. But it is just an absolute rewarding thrill to see how it changes people's lives for the better. Truly, truly wonderful. It's I, I think it's equally a sort of stunning and wonderful to see a three-year-old march on stage with a tiny violin and play their very first recital. Uh, and they might be playing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, but the, they are so poised. They, they learn so much. They take their bow. They receive their applause. It's as thrilling to me to see that as to hear a world-class chamber music performance.
0: And I'm assuming at the same point, it's just as thrilling to see potentially a retiree do that same performance. Uh, because to them, this is a new skill. This is a a new a new learning. And so there's just in the true breadth of example of diversity here of who we touch.
1: Absolutely. Just about a month ago, I attended our one of our adult student recitals. And we do have recitals throughout the year that are specifically for adults. So they don't have to go up against the young wunderkinds. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, these, the adults who choose to play in the recitals get equal sense of reward and satisfaction and accomplishment. And it's all, it's soloists who play, you know, a piece for solo flute and piano or singers, but it's also ensemble players. So we had a violin ensemble that played on that particular recital and we had a flute group.
0: As we pivot really quickly here, Seraphin Ensemble. Um, can you talk a little bit about how the Seraphins began and then how, what their nature is in their relationship with the music school?
1: The start of my professional life was as a professional string quartet player. And I, I enjoyed that very much touring the world playing over 100 concerts a season with the Alexander String Quartet when I had finished my uh, formal schooling. Uh, I left that touring life and um, sort of happened into organizational leadership when I was asked to start a a higher education program for training the best young musicians from all over the world, a, a Curtis Institute style conservatory in South Florida. And so I did that, and we started the program, and it flourished. I was there for nine years. And then I honestly wanted to move back up to this area when I had the opportunity to come to Wilmington, and I learned about the what was then called the Wilmington Music School, now the Music School of Delaware. I just found it a, a very beautiful and touching place and connected a lot of things that mattered to me. Music, of course, and sharing music with others and also community building, which I had recognized as I worked in Florida as a very important aspect of what music can bring to community cities and even, in our case, a state and a region. So that's how I came to Delaware I didn't expect to return to string quartet playing, (laughs) but, you know, life happens and things occur and you meet people. And I met a very special person who I started to do some collaborative performances with, a violist. And eventually I was asked to present a string quartet, not other chamber music formations like um, piano quartets and quintets or trios. And so he and I put our heads together. We worked with a couple of other colleagues one of whom is Luigi Mazzocchi of Pixis Piano Trio now. And um, we formed what was called Seraphine String Quartet in around 2001. That flourished for a long time. We spent 10 years as the string quartet in residence at the University of Delaware. We played lots and lots of performances. We played in Carnegie Recital Hall, a wild recital hall at Carnegie Hall, three times. We cut an album of a premiere of works by Jennifer Higdon. We did so many rich and wonderful things. But then it was time for that to morph as well. And that was when the idea came to my mind of Seraphim Ensemble, which is actually a roster of uh, about 14 artists from all over the country. And this is a, a rich variety of different instrumentation and including voice, we have a harpsichordist who we'll be collaborating with in the end of February on the Hallelujah Handel Festival. It's provided an opportunity for me to learn about a repertoire for other combinations. I'm a specialist in string quartet, but I've been learning a lot about other chamber music. And also really enjoying playing it with my colleagues and giving them a chance to work together and play things that I'm not even participating in sometimes. So it's been a very interesting um, over 20 years now of seraphins. We're the seraphins. It's been exciting to bring Luigi Matsuki back as our guest for this little mini festival, Hallelujah Handle. February 23rd through 25th, and that's reuniting with someone who I had a wonderful professional relationship with at the start of Seraphine String Quartet.
0: I want to take just a minute here to remind our listeners that you're tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. Kate, uh, a perfect... Segue there to talk about your upcoming uh, Handel Festival in the end of February. I wonder if you can share a little bit about what this festival is and why it's so exciting.
1: I'm super excited about it. We do more uh, lengthy three-week festival, Seraph and Summer Music, at the Music School every June. But we're tying to that this early season, February 23rd through 25th, mini festival of three concerts that really have been inspired by George Frederick Handel, one of the two big giants of the Baroque, along with J.S. Bach. I love the music of Handel, and I was playing with Gabe Benton last season or the season before we were playing somewhere and performed one of the Handel Sonatas for Violin and Harpsichord. He is a marvelous harpsichordist and the music director at Grace United Methodist Church in downtown Wilmington. So Gabe and I just started a conversation after that performance, how fun it might be to do some performances that were devoted to celebrating Handel. So the idea just kind of sprouted in my mind, and I talked some more with Gabe about it. And over a period of a year or so, we developed this idea. And so the three concerts, basically the anchor of the three concerts is George Frederick Handel, um, giant of the Baroque. But the first program is Handel and his contemporaries. So there's a tremendous amount of variety in these programs. You, uh, those who attend will hear music by Bach, Vivaldi, Telemann, Scarlatti, Uh, Marcello, and maybe the lesser known Zelenka, who was a Czech Baroque composer, and also the music of Handel. The second program is called Handel Before and After. So we have some music by Purcell who preceded Handel, and Corelli, who influenced Handel. And then after Handel, we have immediately Boccherini, Mozart, and Haydn. So The richness of our programming is gonna be a lot of fun. It ranges, it's focused on small ensemble playing. So there is even a set of solo harpsichord pieces by Scarlatti, some sonatas. So everybody gets their chance in the spotlight. We have a viola sonata, a cello sonata and pieces like trio sonatas for two instruments plus harpsichord and continuo. It's just an amazing amount of variety, which was kind of a signature of Bar- of the Baroque era. The composers really messed around a lot with the different combination of instruments. And so, in a way, we're celebrating that as well. The final concert, the third one on the 25th of February, is our big one. You cannot celebrate Handel without choral music. And I don't think you can celebrate Handel without a little bit of the Messiah, So we've got that going on too, and we are going to close with a sing-along of the Hallelujah Chorus. So if you can hear in my voice how fun I think this is going to be, I just really hope people hear about it and want to join us.
0: I think one of the the intriguing pieces of this is the collaborative nature, right, between Music I, School of Delaware, Seraphim, and these two, the Grace United Methodist Church and Trinity Episcopal Parish. Can you talk a little bit about how that relationship came to be, why you think it's so important, and maybe what the plans are in the future if this is successful?
1: Right. Well, Grace United Methodist Church, that came to be because of my relationship with Gabriel Benton. He's the harpsichordist now for a Seraphine Ensemble, and we've worked quite a few times, and he is a absolutely wonderful musician and choir director. And then I also came to know David Simmons, who is new to Wilmington and took the position at Uh, as music director for Trinity Episcopal Parish and leads their choir. So obviously we wanted choral forces um, and we wanted uh, choir directors who really were dedicated, devoted to the idea of collaborating. And so David Simmons and Gabe Benton are are both very, very committed to this project. Grace is our venue partner and the Shirley Huntsberger. Fund at Grace is helping to provide some of the support to make it possible. It's an absolutely gorgeous venue for music, and it has a, a, a decent organ. It has a nice piano, and Gabe's harpsichord is there. So it, it was a natural place to be able to do these concerts. Um, it has on-site parking, so it's very easy for patrons. So it just kind of fell together from the relationships that, uh, that I had developed um, more, perhaps more recently in the area and, and with people, with music uh, leaders, let's say, in the community, uh, David and Gabe, who are really interested in working together with other organizations. Of course, that working together in partnership, that is a hallmark of the Music School of Delaware. And certainly something like the Seraphim Ensemble, is very versatile to be able to do lots of different things with lots of different organizations.
0: Once this event is complete, what do you think success looks like?
1: The struggle is always to get the word out and, and build the excitement for people who would like to come and hear the concerts. So the biggest challenge, I think, for every, every performing arts group, especially classical performing arts group, and let's say even more so, Small ensemble chamber music performance is to draw an audience. So success of the festival will be to get the word out and see people respond and feel the excitement and want to come and listen. And of course, we we musicians we measure our success by how we think we've performed. So we'll be actually rehearsing the entire week before. The seraphins are coming in from here, there, and everywhere from Illinois, Chicago. New York, um, Baltimore, and they will actually spend the week in Delaware working together intensely. And of course we'll have to collaborate as well with the choirs, which the musicians will support. Um, so it's going to be um, an exciting week for the musicians. We judge ourselves way more harshly <laughs> for how we performed than, uh, than the audience usually does with perhaps an, an exception or two, the, the people with the red pencil in the audience, but um, so the other measure for, of success for us is just, did we do a good job in our own eyes and ears? And uh, would we like to do it again?
0: Kate, if anyone is interested in purchasing tickets or learning more about the event, where should they go?
1: It's very easy to get information and tickets. Just go to the org website, which is org, all spelled out, um, and go to the events page and then you can also visit Seraphim, the Seraphim site, for lots of information. We have other concerts in the area. That's S-E-R-A-F-I-N, ensemble.org. But for tickets and information for this mini-festival, February 23rd through 25th, the Music School site is the best, org, and just go to the events page.
0: Kate? I want to thank you so much for joining me today. We wish you so much luck and success with this upcoming event. As she'd mentioned, if you'd like to be a part of this musical collaboration, you can visit their website at (laughs) musicschoolofdelaware.org. Delaware State of the Arts is a weekly podcast that presents interviews with arts organizations and leaders who contribute to the cultural vibrancy of communities throughout Delaware. Delaware State of the Arts is provided as a service of the Delaware Division of the Arts in partnership with News Radio 1450-WILM and 1410-WDOV. The Delaware Division of the Arts, a branch of the Delaware Department of State, is committed to supporting the arts and cultivating creativity to enhance the quality of life in Delaware. Together with its advisory body, the Delaware State Arts Council, the division administers grants and programs that support arts programming, educate the public, increase awareness of the arts, and integrate the arts into all facets of Delaware life.
1: To find out more about the division, visit arts.delaware.gov.